Hello, and welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders Podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your go-to resource for everything you need to turn your hygiene department into a profit center. I'm your host, Rachel Paul, and joining me is my co-host, Vicki Collier. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Vicki. Okay, in today's episode, we are going to talk about the best ways to close treatment. Good. Which is uh, something we have doctors ask us all the time, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. We, we see this, this is a common problem. You do the best you can through the appointment, but then something goes wrong at the end and the patient doesn't schedule, which is ultimately the end goal. You want the patient exactly. on the books, following, following your advice and doing what's best for themselves. So. Right, and so many times um, when we're observing offices, um, the hygienist or even the doctor will have a great treatment plan. They present it perfect, but then at the very end, they don't transition in, into that close, Absolutely, right? absolutely. So it's really, it's it's everything from the beginning to the end. Sure, sure. And you just, you've got to get it right. And it's got to start with the hygiene, or, or with the hygienist or the assistant in that part of the visit, the very first part of the visit before the doctor comes into the room. Um, oftentimes, I'll have hygienists who tell me, I'm not sure the doctor wants me to to tell them what they need. Um, I'm not sure that I can do that. Or they may not have the confidence, or they don't feel like they have the doctor's permission. So you want to empower your, your team to be able to make a, a loose diagnosis, per right, se, right. Um, because they, you want the patient to hear that during that appointment instead of hearing it at the end of in the exam. If, they, if the first time they hear they need something is at the end of the appointment in the exam when the doctor comes in, they're going to wonder why the why she was with me for 45 minutes. Right. She didn't say anything about that. She didn't make it very important. Now why is it so important? Absolutely, and um, there are surveys out there that actually show that hygienists... Um, are trusted by 81% of their patients. Right, and assistants even more. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. So doctors really want to leverage them in getting their patients to say yes to Absolutely. treatment, right? You Absolutely. definitely don't want the doctor to be the first one coming in to tell them that a tooth needs a crown, right? Right. So there should already be pictures up that's showing that the patient needs oh, a yeah. crown, Speaking right? of that, the intraoral camera is one of my very favorite tools. Oh my gosh, um, yes. I think that every room, every operatory should have an intraoral camera. Um, and it should be in use on a, we say every patient, every visit. Right. Um, because that is what is going to buy that patient in. They're going to help, it's going to help them to take ownership of their own problem. Mm -hmm. um, I remember as a hygienist, I sometimes felt like I was the only one who owned the patient's problem. I was the only one who seemed to care because they just didn't really get it sometimes. Right. Or didn't, but when you show that picture on the screen, that patient is able to see exactly. It builds trust because mm -hmm. they know that you're not selling them a bill of goods. They know right. they, they really need what you what you say they do. Right. Um, but it also it creates a sense of urgency. Absolutely. Because they can see that it needs to be done. Yeah. So I think it's great. Um, I'll never forget. I had a patient one time, and I was, I had the camera in their mouth, and I was showing them uh, a a tooth that needed a crown. Mm -hmm. I mean, it mm -hmm. was dark, had all these fractures. Right. And he just did not believe that that was his mouth. Oh, that's funny. The camera was in his mouth. Yeah, so I literally had to like take it out <laughs> and, and show him, his, showed face. him his face. I'm like, that's your face, right? And he was like, I just can't believe that oh, it's that funny. bad. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it does. So it creates that yeah. sense of urgency. Yeah. So now, you know, I set my doctor up. We had already talked about this tooth. By the time the doctor came in, right. I mean, he was pretty much already sold on Absolutely. it, right? Absolutely. And I have kind of a similar story. I showed a guy a tooth. He said, we talked about needing a crown. As I'm pulling the camera forward, he sees that the tooth in front of it looks just as bad as the one we just talked about, and but it just hadn't broken yet. He said, right. 
I guess I probably need to crown that one on this at the same time, don't I? Oh it's what he said. I said, yes, you sure do. So he basically yeah. self-diagnosed. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. because he understood at that point. So yeah. and I thought, Eureka, this is exactly what we're aiming absolutely. for here. So um, it was not it was a, not a problem at all to close that treatment because he had been bought in. Right, right. So that's perfect example of you know how to start this whole process off. Is, sure. Um, is using the tools that we have. In digital x-rays, oh, digital yeah. x-rays. If you can put that x-ray on a screen, people can understand that. If you can point to them and say, this is the area I'm suspicious of, and they can see it doesn't look like anything else. Right. That's going to be another, another educational tool and help them to buy in. Absolutely. Uh, and then it goes into the handoff too. Oh, so, yeah. you know, you, you started talking about how you have to empower your hygienist and sure. your assistants to set you up, right? right. Set the doctor up when they come in. Right. Um, we also know that Patients have to hear things on average seven times. Seven. The rule of seven yeah, is what this is called. the rule of seven right. before they hear it the first time. Yeah. So if the first time they're hearing it is from the doctor, that's not really giving them a whole lot of time, right? Exactly. To, to yeah. really digest what's going right. on. So you really want to start it off again with your, your hygienist, your assistants, collecting why the patient's there in the first sure. place, right? You right. Know, what is their main concern? Um, and then using the tools and pointing out areas of concern and and I know a lot of a lot of hygienists and assistants are have reservations about this because oh, sure. they're worried that they're going to say the patient needs something that the doctor doesn't agree with. That's what I hear a lot of times. They're saying, "Well, what if I say it and he doesn't agree and he makes me look bad?" Yeah. You know, I don't in my office, that didn't happen. I knew my doctor right. would never do that. But that is something you might want to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to you know, recommend it in a way that you can either go forward or backwards. Right. But either way, it looks like we're both on the same page and we're on the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And I always tell doctors, it's important that you... Um, that you really train them on that right. too, especially right. if you have a newer hygienist or a newer assistant uh, that they, they don't really know how you treatment plan. Right. You know, some doctors are right. more aggressive, some are more conservative, so they might be nervous about sure. saying something that the patient doesn't right. need, right. but I always just let them know you're not, you are not diagnosing, right? Absolutely. that's the doctor's job, Absolutely. but you're just setting them up. There's right. nothing wrong with and pointing out, I'm concerned about this area, let's have the doctor take a look when he comes in. Right. And you know, if you say, I'm thinking that he may recommend a crown on this tooth, you know there's not enough tooth left to do anything else with. Right. Um, if the doctor comes in and by some reason does not feel that that's your said that's that's one way of doing this but this is probably the better way right you know he's not throwing you under a bus he's not yeah. um he, he the patient the patient is going to understand that it was not a a a, a that it's a, a conversation and, a, and a, a sort of a diagnostic conversation between the two of right them, so. right so um so i just encourage encourage you to sit down with your hygienist right. and your assistants and get on the same page um, with, you know, when, you know, when do you most likely recommend a crown? And of course, the more they work with you, the better right. they feel. Right. I mean, right. I worked with my doctor for years. At sure. By the time we were done, I mean, I pretty much could have. Yeah, you knew what he was yeah. going to say long before he said oh, it. Exactly. absolutely. Right. So, uh, Which is great because I, would, I did the same thing. I would say it, and then the doctor would come in and just sort of echo me, which right. made me look really good. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, but which you guys goes yeah. back to that trust that they have exactly. with you, right? Exactly. So, uh, but definitely encourage and empower your hygienist and assistants to do this. If you don't feel like 
they are at that level, then work with them, right. train sure. them, because it's only going to make your clothes right better. Exactly. Right? You were talking about handoffs too. Um, you know, once that hygienist is able to do this, and then she passes that information mm -hmm. in the patient's hearing. This is not running and telling the doctor who's in the lab or wherever. Here's what's going on with this patient. Right. This Which is we see it, all the time. and it happens. <laughs> and I can't say I didn't warn my doctor a time or two before he right. came into the room. But this is in the patient's hearing because, again, we talked about the rule of seven. You know, hearing the hearing the, the 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 hygienist or clinician or you know whoever passed this off to the doctor is one more time for that patient to hear that. Absolutely. And and there's no question as to what she's thinking, what's necessary. Then the doctor's going to reiterate that. So you'd like to hope that by the time this gets to the person at the front desk, this patient has heard this three or four or five times at least. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then if you've got you know a treatment planner that comes in to present the treatment yes. as well, there's another opportunity to repeat it sure, again. Sure, sure. Right? Because the handoff is not for the the not for the the office. It's not for right. the doctor. It's not for that. The handoff is should be a well choreographed dance between the team, right. where you're just basically going through a almost a scripted thing of what you're going to uh, to say for this patient to hear it again. Right. Patients the treatment doesn't vary enough that you know the, that we have to tell the doctor every single time what we're looking at. Exactly. Again, it is for the patient to hear. Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a ball that gets dropped so many times is um, they. We tend to think that we just need to go tell the doctor outside mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm, room mm -hmm. what the patient needs. Right. But if you're not saying it in front of the patient, they're not hearing it. Exactly. exactly. And, and when you do have that perfect handoff, it actually builds trust and also shows that you have good communication exactly. among your team. I tell this story and it's a little crazy, but we've all probably been to the doctor. You know, they tell you to put on the gown and sit on the table and you tell the nurse while you're there, why you're there. Then she leaves. And you sit there for a while, and then finally the doctor comes in, and you're not sure if you need to repeat all the stuff that you told the nurse. Does he even know why you're there? Is he on the same page? Whereas if that nurse had come in with him and repeated what you said, you'd know you didn't have to say all that. Right, right. Um, and half the that, time you end up repeating yourself. I know. Which, by the way, is uh, not efficient. We talk, no. We talk a lot about being efficient, and that will come in another episode. But uh, but you're, while you think it might take more time to say it in front of the patient, mm -hmm it actually reduces the amount of time. I think so right? too, yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, um, Something to think about. Um, so where do you think the ball gets dropped a lot with this treatment planning? I think, um, for one thing, the last thing is to, to ask, did you want to schedule that? Oh my gosh. That is what, it, you know, you go through your whole spiel, you go through, uh, you know, you use your educational tools and your technology, and then did you want to schedule? Right, You yeah. know, that's not it. We hear it all the time. So you're basically, um, devaluing everything you just said, right? right? So right. did you want to schedule? And now they have the opportunity to say, no, well, I'll call back or I'll talk sure, to my husband. Sure. Yeah, I was um, I was the same day treatment queen in my office. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to say I wear that crown. And um, <laughs> But you know, I was always looking, not only, I didn't want them to leave. If right. we could get it done today, you know, and it looks like, Mrs. Jones, we can we can actually get this done for you today so you don't have to come back. Right. Rather than, did you want to do that today? Or did, yeah, when do you want to come asking. in? Yeah, stop asking. Like, they need the treatment. Yeah. We know they need the treatment. So just guide them into that. Right. Right. Um, we also recommend the dual alternative clothes. Mm -hmm. Those of our clients, who all of them should have gone through that at this point, know what the dual alternative clothes is. But you offer them a choice. Would you yeah. prefer this week or next week? Today or tomorrow? You know, right. So, so you don't want to give them that question of, do you want to do this? Because that get, that opens up the door for for them to think about it. Absolutely. I also think when you ask them that, it, it 
um, you lose that sense of urgency. Oh, again, sure. Right? So, what always concerns me is when doctors leave the room and just kind of pat them on the back and say, well, give us a call when it works for you. Oh that gosh. just completely undoes all of, right. all of the appointment before. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, let's get this done today. Right. And if they can't do it today, um, Let's get this done either next week or the following week. As soon as possible. As yeah. soon as possible. Right, right. right. Yeah, if they, hear, if they hear the authority figure in the office say that, 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 that takes away any doubt that it needs to be done. Can't wait six months to the next appointment, whatever. You know, you want to make sure that you are verbalizing that so they hear it. Absolutely. Um, and what do you say when they ask, uh, when they always say, I need to go home and talk to my spouse? <laughs> what's, the best, what's the best answer mm. for that? I guess I would send them home proof. We talked about the internal camera. Yeah. You know, I always like to send home a picture and say, okay, take this and show that to them and, show, and talk about to them what you and I have spoken about. Yes. Um, we also we used to have a line, it's not going to get any less expensive and any less painful the longer you wait. Have you ever Absol used that one? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it'll never cost less or hurt less than it does today, right, right? Right, But on that same note, if they must go home and speak with somebody about it, mm -hmm. um, I, I always recommend that we ask their permission to follow up with them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. because now, now, if they've given you permission to follow up, they, they really can't get mad at you when they, they can't say you're bugging them to schedule. They're, they're, right, they're and it also pushes that urgency back yes, on them. Right. That, yes, you need to talk to your wife or your husband. Almost like a deadline. Right, but yeah. this, this needs to happen like as soon as possible, sure, right? Sure, exactly. So um, I also love like we, you know talking about the injury camera again, mm -hmm. but printing that picture off and yeah. actually putting it on the treatment mm -hmm. plan and giving that to them to take home. So like that, I've heard, I've had officers to say that that's actually worked. They said that one girl came back in and said, I've looked at this picture every day since you gave it to me. I've got to do something about this. I hate this. So Absolutely. Yeah. So it's a great way to send them home with some, uh, with, with something to show. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know a lot of offices hear that a lot is I have to talk to my spouse. Um, you know, finances can be right. an issue too right. as well. And of course it's, there's some great there's care credit and some you other want to just there. overcome those barriers yeah, yeah. yeah no absolutely. you know be able to be ready and prepared we talked about practicing handoffs i think you should also be able to have practiced overcoming those barriers absolutely you know, if we get caught looking like you know deer caught in the headlights like oh what do i say now that does not increase trust or their confidence at all in us so but if we if we prepared for that uh, i think it helps absolutely so um we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up uh, we want to thank you for listening. And again, just we want to encourage you to go back to your team. Think about, are you using the proper handoffs? Have you empowered your team right. to really to, to start presenting that treatment to set you up for success? And then what type of verbiage are you using at the, at the close? Or is your team asking them if they want to schedule? Or are right. you creating that sense of urgency and, and getting them scheduled or doing it that day. That's always, I'm always one of those people if you can do it that day. Right. Because you know, the minute they walk out the door, it's, it's going to be hard to catch Exactly. Them, right. So thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast on iTunes. We have new episodes every Tuesday at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can also subscribe by visiting our website, hygieneprofitleaders.com, where you can also download notes from the podcast, listen to previous podcasts, and learn more about who we are and what we do to help you grow your hygiene department. Stay educated.